We are in Vindavan, in Prem Saravar. And the topic of the day, therefore, is, is love, real love. And um, we'll reflect what that love really means um, here in Prem Saravar. Radha and Krishna once met, and at that time, the emotions became very strong. And uh, it is said that a bumblebee was present. And this bumblebee began to do a parikrama of the divine couple, began to buzz around their heads. So Shimata Radharani was a little bit uh, uneasy and began to chase away that bumblebee with her cloth. But nah, it didn't work. Didn't work at all. So Madhu Mangal was present and Madhu Mangal took it upon himself to take action and he had a stick and he waved his stick in so many ways that the bumblebee decided to retreat. Then Madhu Mangal chased him into the forest. And when Madhu Mangal came back, Madhu Mangal said, now, now I have got rid of that Madhusudan. The name Madhusudan, the way he meant it, was I got rid of that killer bee. Yeah? Of course, we also know that the name Madhusudan is the name of Krishna, who is the killer of the demon Madhu. So, as a result, Radharani thought that Madhu Mangal said, I got rid of, of Krishna. And that was such a shock that tears just start streaming from her eyes. And as a result, there were so many tears that she couldn't see properly. So she couldn't see that Krishna was still there. Therefore, she was fully convinced that Krishna had left. When Krishna saw... When he saw that, that brought tears to his eyes and that also created a stream of tears. It said the water of the combined tears of Radha and Krishna formed Prem Saravar. Meanwhile, the bumblebee went to the bees to report what he had seen. That bumblebee was the king of the bees. And he was describing to all the bees how he had a close-up darshan of the divine couple. Because, you know, they all worship Krishna. After all, Krishna is just like them. He wears a yellow dhoti, has a blackish body, and he's into music. In short, right, all the bees are worshiping Krishna. And our bumblebee was very ecstatic and very happy with what he had seen and was sharing everything. And all the bees were buzzing in the greatest ecstasy. So this is the, uh, the pastime that took place here. Now, immediately, it brings us to, um, to an experience of love and separation, even although Krishna is present, there is separation. That is how deep that love is. The fear of separation itself is already 
bringing about separation. Um, the intensity of pure love of God is such that we can only begin to imagine. Um, so yeah, that's our journey to Srivindavan Dam. We are trying to uh, to think about what it means. <clears throat> that is not um, a futile matter. Um, we are hearing, we're hearing from so many sources about Krishna and about his dealings with the residents of Vrindavan. Um, I've brought <clears throat> the Nectar of Devotion because it is the, the book that describes all the loving exchanges of the, the residents of Vrindavan. So um, it describes how that love expresses itself in different, uh, different rasas, in different flavors, in different moods, in different mellows. So I'll just, uh, without having put stickers all over it and, you know, having prepared like a very strategic reading, I'm going to let uh, the Uparvala, <laughs> I'm going to let the Uparvala uh, guide us in this regards, in case you don't know who the Uparwala is, the one who is up, up there, right? I'll let him guide us and read something. Mm. Hare Krishna, where to begin? Just a moment, I have to sort of start somewhere. Where? This is neutral love of God, we don't want that. <laughs> We don't want dread and ghastliness either. <laughs> Not yet. I will start with compassion and anger. Compassion. When the ecstasy of devotional service produces some kind of lamentation in connection with Krishna, <clears throat> it is called devotional service in compassion. The impetuses for this devotional service are Krishna's transcendental quality, form, and activities. In, his, in this ecstasy of devotional service, there are sometimes symptoms like regret, heavy breathing, crying, falling on the ground, and beating upon one's chest. Sometimes symptoms like laziness, frustration, defamation, humility, anxiety, moroseness, eagerness, restlessness, madness, death, <laughs> forgetfulness, disease, and illusion are also visible. When in the heart of a devotee, there is expectation of some mishap to Krishna, it is called devotional service in bereavement. Such bereavement is another symptom of this devotional service in compassion. So the depth of love for Krishna is not just 
something uh, about flowery words. Oh, Krishna, how much I love you. Um, it is showing in, in great attachment to Krishna. And seeing Krishna go through so many things and Krishna makes arrangements. Uh, just like that pastime of, of Kaliya when, when Krishna was in the coils of Kaliya, it took forever. It just took so long. And that day, Krishna had gone looking for a lost calf. And then the calves and coward boys, they drank the Yamuna water, which was poisoned. And they all died. Right? Remember? And then Krishna came back and revived them. But, you know, it's not an easy thing if you've just been dead. <laughs> and you're sort of alive again. So all the coward boys were like, oh, we were dead. And, uh, God, and we're alive. I mean, they're trying to sort of register what was going on. And suddenly they were back alive. And the next moment, Krishna jumps into the Yamuna and then gets in the course of the snake and they almost died again. Uh, for the second time in one day, so you can understand, you know, it was a bit much for one day. Um, now that shows how love of God is is manifesting in uh, in relation to the activities of Krishna. Uh, when there are there are a number of cowherd boys in, who are associates of Balaram, and they are older older than Krishna. So they are in friendship, but they have a little bit of parental feeling as well. They, they want to protect Krishna. So then in the rainy season, there was a, a big cloud, huh? a big cloud coming. Uh, and they thought it was that Aristasura was back, right? That big bull demon had returned somehow or other. So, in this way, in this way, um, love is expressing itself in many, many moods. In moods of wanting to care for Krishna, in moods of, of great attachment to Krishna. And it is not only manifested in just devotees looking at Krishna with loving eyes and that may be there but that's that's oftentimes found in santaras right in the neutral state of love of god there we find that the residents um that those who are in santaras are looking at krishna and just so overwhelmed just seeing krishna um but those in the higher rasas of of Dasya, Sakya, um, Vatsalya, and Madhurya, they're very active. They're always making arrangements. They're always uh, making many arrangements for Krishna's pleasure. Um, so Vindavan is, of course, filled, filled with such places. Um, um, this parikrama is, is there for us uh, to connect. Um, 
The aim of this particular parikrama is not to uh, go to as many places in Vraj as we can find. It's rather just an opportunity to associate, to try and penetrate. Um, to penetrate, we heard that Vrindavan is covered by that layer of Yoga Maya and that covers it and therefore one cannot really see the true spiritual world. Right? Um, in the same way, when we become Krishna conscious, then our internal Vrindavan begins to awaken. Lord Chaitanya is describing and saying, my man, mora man, Vrindavan, my mind is Vrindavan. And uh, it is stated by Jiva Goswami, mentioned in, um, in the 10th canto, we find in the first chapter, Srila Prabhupada has added notes to the first chapter. Right, from various Archaryas. So there's the chapter, the purports, and then at the end of the chapter there are notes. So there it is mentioned that Vindavan is a state of consciousness. So confirmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, who says, my mind is Vindavan, and says to Krishna, and since you like Vindavan, why don't you place your lotus foot in my mind, all speaking in the mood of Radharani. So just as the Vrindavan here is covered by Yoga Maya, our internal, Maya, internal Vrindavan uh, is also covered, completely covered. It was totally covered right, for a long time, life after life, so that due to this influence of yoga maya, we cannot know our, <clears throat> our true mind, which is Vrindavan, our true state of consciousness, Vrindavan. <coughs> all the fans and all, the, all those things, <laughs> the dust, the heat, My voice is not so good. But there are many good singers here. So there's no problem. So we are experiencing the same difficulty. Um, that internally, we just can't go there to these pastimes of, of, of Radha and Krishna. We cannot enter. And there is fog in our head, there is fuzz in our head, there is a direct line to the internet in our head, maybe a chip even. I mean, I don't know what it is, or some may have antennas. Uh, there is so much clutter, rubbish, uh, just a lot of, of, of unnecessary thoughts and thought processes that are um, covering our consciousness. Um, therefore, we must chant. 
chant Hare Krishna. Because by this chanting of Hare Krishna, we are, are trying to focus and we are simply uh, throwing off layers and layers of dust. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's metaphor is Chaitudarpanam Marjanam Mahamavakinirvapanam uh, to cleanse the mirror of the heart, um, which is covered by dust. So same thing, this covering, avritam jnana metena, covered, covered. Knowledge, true knowledge of Krishna is covered. So we are here and the covering is attacking us. Flies, heat, uh, stone, (laughs) noise, uh, India is the country of noise. <laughs> there's no noisier country than India. Uh, there's no smellier country than <laughs> India. Uh, all these things. It's like there's no more. I don't think there's any country that has as as many crowds as big as India that is as chaotic as India and all these things. Uh, And yet, this is the place of Krishna. So no matter how much we try, um, we will not be able to just penetrate today. That's not going to happen. But uh, at least we begin to meditate on what is the goal. That is what we can achieve. We can become more fixed on the goal. We can begin to understand that love of God is really Prema Pumarta Mahan, really the goal of human life. And that all these other things don't matter. And all, all these things we want in our life, all these temporary things, yeah, they come and go. And we see here, you know, that like when Krishna is going through a difficult situation that his devotees um, get very very overwhelmed and they get all kinds of symptoms, you know, like uh, intense ones, anxiety, moroseness, eagerness, restlessness, madness, even death. Death is, is totally unimportant in case you didn't know it. I know you don't believe it but it is the most unimportant thing there is because we were, we were not alive in the first place as in the body. The body has always been dead. Srila Prabhupada explains, the body doesn't die because the soul doesn't die that we already know. But he also says the body doesn't die because the body was never alive. It, it's dead matter. It's the soul that makes the body move around. It's through the soul that we feel that it's hot and then we start using our arm to fan. So so much hard work to stay cool. (laughs) She's fanning with great vigor. Then you become tired of that. You must have pain in your arm at at night from so much fanning. 
Pasina. Uh, some, some Pasina. Perspiration. Yes, so these things happen. Perspiration. And death also. <laughs> My point is, let's not worry about it so much. Um, just since we're on the topic, I all the time get people who look at me with a funeral face and say, I'm praying for you. And I'm saying, I'm praying for you too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's in a worse condition? <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, back to the nectar of devotion. Ah, yesterday we were looking for the string beans. I found it. <laughs> just, just so you see, I quoted it properly. My dear Kutila, daughter of Jatila, your breasts are as long as string beans, simply dry and long. Your nose is so gorgeous that it defies the beauty of the noses of frogs. And your eyes are more beautiful than the eyes of dogs. Your lips defy the flaming cinders of fire and your abdomen is as beautiful as a big drum. Therefore, my dear beautiful Kutila, you are the most beautiful of all the coward girls of Vrindavan and because of your extraordinary beauty, I think you must be beyond the attraction of the sweet blowing of Krishna's flute. <laughs> was even better than I thought. I forgot some things. Yeah. So this nectar of devotion is the mercy of Rupa Goswami, who leads us into this, into love of God. Um, in the beginning, in the first chapter of the, of the uh, nectar of devotion, we find a chapter um, describing the characteristics of pure devotional service. Um, and the first part is, is, is about purification. Um, it describes klesa gni, it des destroys suffering. Um, it destroys suffering. It brings auspiciousness. Um, subada. Auspiciousness. Yes. Um, it's very nice that once we are uh, in the association of devotees, then uh, so many auspicious things throughout the day. Uh, like many of us were in Mongolarti today, and that was auspicious. And uh, Yeah, anyway, we can make a huge list of all the auspicious elements in our life. And we are surrounded by auspiciousness. So this auspiciousness purifies us automatically. So these are all the initial stages in preparation of actually uh, rediscovering our love of God. Uh, sometimes... Amongst the Vaishnavas, 
there is a debate, you know, it's like, and a debate whether this love of God is inherent or inherited, whether it is part of our true intrinsic nature and or whether we receive this love of God from a particular Vaishnava. But I think then we're thinking too much in terms of time. We are eternal. And by it is our eternal nature to be full of love. And when for... Please, please, please. You use it. You need it more than me. <laughs> no, please. I am from. I've been so long in India that I can. I learned how to just live with heat, and I, I don't need it. Yeah, but it's uh, it's, it's you serve him. Yeah. <laughs> please. Um, so this, this, uh, usually we have no time to think about love of God, or even if we do, we hear about it in a lecture, but we don't think about it. And it, it sort of sounds something far away. It doesn't sound something that's, that has anything to do with our everyday life. You know, is when you take a break from everyday life and then you hear about it and then you go back to life. It's almost like a fairy tale type of thing. And our Vrindavan experience is a little fairy tale like in that sense. It is a little bit that we are uh, hearing about something that seems so otherworldly that it's almost difficult to, uh, to relate to really relate when we return back to our everyday life. Uh, but this is really what it's about. And, and this is what we should be thinking about uh, really as there should be an ongoing meditation yeah, on, on this pure love of God. That's, that's really where we should be going. And uh, so, yeah, we, we need to change. Um, the second initiation includes Gayatri mantras. And first one is known as the Brahma Gayatri. Then there are various Vaishnav Gayatris. And in these Vaishnav Gayatris, there is meditation on, on love of God. Yeah. And that is... is uh, That is our business. That is our business. It's uh, all the other things, you know, birth, death, and a baby is coming. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I forgot how many babies per second are taking birth in this world, but so many babies. Everyone has babies, right? Rabbits have babies too. Insects have babies. Birds have babies. Oh, my gosh. Dogs are babies. 
a whole lot of them more than uh, more than you so all these these are the motions of the material world and we invest in these things and we connect them with krishna and that's the way to become Krishna conscious, but we got to see beyond all these things. We got to see beyond connecting Krishna to our line. Right? That's that's poor Krishna consciousness. But for most of us, that's that's what it is. I want to make a life in this world and somehow or other connect Krishna to it. <clears throat> See that man who has a T-shirt just the color of a surgeon? Pass on this paper back to him. Um, yeah. So, by coming to Vrindavan, we deeply reflect on what is the real goal of life? Yesterday we were at Brahmandagat and we spoke about Yasoda. And when we spoke about Yasoda, when Yasoda Mai looked in the mouth of Krishna, she saw the entire universe in there and so on, demigods, the whole thing. And she was so astonished and she thought of various re reasons. Maybe I've gone mad, doesn't make sense. Maybe it's Deva Maya, doesn't make sense. And finally, maybe then my son is not my son. Maybe is the Supreme Lord and all that. Then maybe I am not the Queen of Vrindavan. Maybe all these people are not my subjects. So we see that Yasoda was going through a moment of detaching from her everyday life and going to a transcendental platform. That's what we're meant to do. That's what we're, that's what we're meant to do every day when we chant our rounds. And that's what we're meant to do. Completely rise above this temporary society. Then at one point, we're not meant to come back down anymore. We're meant to just stay in that consciousness. Now, Vrindavan is such a place with so much mercy that we can... Uh, there is there is so much stimulus to uh, to reflect deeply that we have that opportunity to just for a moment step out of our identity. Huh? All these designations, Savupadi Vinir Muktam Nirmalam, all these identities, fake, fake, just a dress. When you change dress, different colors. Huh? One day, a green T-shirt, or next day, let's see, yellow. You stack designs, you name it. You know. Vasam sirjirnani yata vihaya. Just dress, address a temporary identity, so all these identities, and then to return to our true identity uh, as a lover of Krishna. How can there be a question if we were 
originally lovers or not. Of course we were originally lovers. We're part and parcel of Krishna. I mean, how could we not, not be lovers? Eh? We are original lovers. Cannot be anything else. You see, there may be all kinds of stages in between. Sometimes you come from the Brahma Jyoti, somewhere from the Tatasta, sometimes, you know, there are, these are stations. We came to Vrindavan. Sometimes you've come from Pune. This time you came from, from Nairobi. And you came from, yeah, you were also regularly in Nairobi, this guy. And others came from uh, Dananda. And others came from wherever they came from. <laughs> Some from the lowest country in the world. What to do? Um, these are stations. You understand? Your identity, current identity is a station. You're just temporary in that station. Your body is a station. You just, in that, the train has stopped. There you are, in that body. For a while. If nothing to do with it. Nothing. We, we claim it's mine, my body. Well, you're not really in we're not really in control of it, are we? Right? I don't know if you're in control of your body. Ah. I'm, not in I'm not in control of mine, that's for sure. Uh, if I was, I could, I would fix a few things. And it would make it a little younger also. So yeah, here in this abode, um, all the residents are receiving eternally blissful bodies, which are perfect facilities for expressing their love for Krishna. Everything about those spiritual bodies is just designed, designed for service to Krishna, designed for relishing love and especially giving, uh, giving. It all begins with giving. Where's the question of love when you don't begin with giving? Then it comes back. Sometimes too much comes back. Like by now, um, I have enough dried fruit to start a shop. <laughs> just thought tell you that you know, um, if you see a new dry fruit shop then then you can it's mine <laughs> and then you will buy again from that shop and bring it back to me but then I will I will get too much money and then I'll, what will I do with all that so just uh, let's keep it simple it's fine Um, we're going to offer all the dried fruit and we're going to bring it to the next parikram. You all have to eat dried fruit. That's what you get for bringing someone's dried fruit. <laughs> but he'll nicely offer it to Giriraj. He'll eat it all, no problem. We have. But this is grains. These are, no grains? You're sure? Who told you? How does he know? Lady got it. Um, 
just hungry. I don't see a green t-shirt, a lady. You. How do you know it's no grains? They told you. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. Hey, God, is he? Jarur <laughs> means absolutely, certainly, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I don't know. We'll serve this tomorrow. Um, I don't trust it. Um, the um, anyway, so this is not a lecture. This is simply reflection. Right? I'm reflecting here. I'm not trying to give a lecture. Uh, I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> That's and I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of what is our purpose, um, because as a sannyasi, um, that is my business to focus. Right? That is sannyas. Sannyas means focus. To focus on 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 in any situation on the real purpose, and anything else is to be renounced. That's what it means. The renounced order. But of course, Srila Prabhupada also writes in his purports that every member of this movement, to an extent, is in the renounced order. He speaks about grihastha brahmacharis. Means grihastas who are following the four regulative principles and engage only in Kamusmi Bharatarsabha, Prabhupada calls them Grihastha Brahmacharis. Yeah, because they also are, are living with principles of celibacy and, and giving up all the distraction of this world and just focus on Krishna. So, um, in Prem Saravar, our focus is love. And that love may be expressed in so many rasas, five, five principal rasas. Um, and amongst these five principal rasas, from neutrality to servitorship to friendship to um, parental to conjugal, um, these five principal rasas, it is said that the followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are particularly uh, focusing on the three rasas. So this is like an, an awkward question. Now, if we go back to the idea that our, our love of God is inherent, and not just inherited from a sadhu, but that it's inherently there. If you look upon eternity, because there's no beginning. And just eternally part and parcel of Krishna is inherently there. Mm -hmm. It can temporarily be covered. Right? Basically, that's what Krishna is about. Every, every part of Krishna is inherently filled with love. Could it, could it not be? 
No, if you look at it like that. Um, yeah, then we speak about, I spoke a bit about the initial stages. Stop suffering, become free from suffering. Stop identifying so much with the suffering. Huh? We're suffering a lot because we simply are identifying with suffering. Okay, like back to the topic of death, since it's a little bit uh, a topic these days. Uh, <laughs> it's a recurring topic as of late. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's for us, it's simply a change of service. What else? It's a change of service. Well, that's not so bad. Could be interesting. Let's see what comes next. Some excitement. And of course, every service is a preparation for a next greater service because we get purified in every service. Therefore, the service leads to greater service. So the next service can't be that bad, eh? So death is not at all a problem. It's, it's just a mental concoction that we think it's a problem. And then we suffer. Then we suffer. So due to mental concoction, we're suffering a lot. Oh, all these things are mine. Oh my God. What if something will happen? Oh no. Oh, anxiety, suffer. If these things are not mine, then I don't have to suffer also. I don't have to suffer about them. They're not mine. No problem. That's easy then. No anxiety. Nothing to worry about. I have nothing to worry about because nothing is mine. That makes life a lot easier. So there are these initial philosophical adjustments where we begin to see through knowledge and begin to see from a platform of eternity, where we begin to see from a platform of not identifying with the temporary. You're not this body type of thing. We spoke about that the other day. We had to, you're not this body class in the in Bhagavad Gita. And, uh, but it is a fact. So we go through these preliminaries. And then, uh, we can penetrate a bit deeper. Then we can penetrate a bit deeper into, um, into the real substance. Um, and we find, um, because the material world is described in the Bhagavad Gita as Dukalyam Asaswatam, as temporary and full of suffering, and one who is wise understands that. Only a fool. It says there are two types of people who are happy in the material world. The, the two people who are happy in the material world is the self-realized soul, and the other one is the childish, retarded fool. He thinks this world is a place of happiness. That is not the case. So you can see, if you're happy, then you can see what's the situation. <laughs> 
whether you are self-realized or or not. And if if not, and you're still happy, then you know which category you fall in. <laughs> what can I say? This is Bhagavatam, by the way. <laughs> what can I say? Um, just quoting some Shastra, you know. It's my duty. Um, yes, yeah, so let us... After the preliminaries, um, after realizing that there's suffering, there may be a tendency of desiring relief. Huh? Um, and there's moksha, liberation. Liberation. But it's said that the result from, from bhakti is moksha lagutta krit. It makes the benefit that we get from moksha, from liberation, look very light, lightweight. Not very substantial. A lightweight, we could say insubstantial. Unsubstantial, uh, what is it? Un. In. Un. Huh? Un or in? Unsubstantial. Insubstantial, unsubstantial? Unsubstantial. I don't trust him <laughs> because he says we're going London. <laughs> in in London, all these Gujaratis they say we're going temple. You know that's not English. <laughs> we're going to the temple. Excuse me. <laughs> to London, so I don't trust him. I don't trust his English. But anyway, so, but he's otherwise very nice. Uh, sweet as anything, if you get to know him. So, that the benefit of devotional service by far exceeds any form of liberation. And what is that benefit of devotional service? It is about relationship. It is about relationship, relationship with Krishna, relationship with Krishna's devotees. It's all about relationship. Of course, that relationship must be purified from lust. It's lust that is the, the shadow over these relationships, and such shadows, they, uh, they come about in devotee relationships also. But gradually, that has to go as, as well, um, so that we can, yeah, eventually enter um, in, and we see in the most uh, intimate places in Vrindavan, so says Radha Kund, right? It's I don't like to go to Radha Kund with uh, a large group of people. So I'm I'm never taking so many people to Radha Kund. It's just too much. Um, there's no place. We get bombarded by pandas who all want to do pujas uh, and 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 take donations from all of us. And there's so much hustle and bustle that it defeats that the most intimate place becomes the, the most external experience. Right? 
and you cannot enter into the internal experience. Therefore, to go there with a group of people doesn't make sense. When you go, go alone or two or three, but not with many. Huh? So that one can try at least to appreciate that that is the most confidential place, that there, the, uh, there around that kund, the astasakis, have their pleasure groves where they are making arrangements for Radha and Krishna to meet. For example, Champakalata has one, and everything is, is gold and yellow. So there's a beautiful grove with a beautiful floor, like something like onyx or something like that. And then, but the whole color scheme is yellow and gold. And then there's a golden throne. And then Radha and Krishna go there and they wear yellow golden cloth. And then they sit on that golden throne. And then it looks just as if Krishna is sitting there all alone. In this way. Huh? And he's like, no, no. It's that Radharani sitting next to him. You're just imagining it. Like this, you know. A very confidential, stolen moments we discussed yesterday. This parakiras. Uh, stolen moments. Uh, so... But then, there around Shamakunj, there are other, other kunjas, other groves for meetings. And these groves are under the cowherd boys officially. But the cowherd boys give them to the gopis to manage. So that they are groves, but actually it's a goat, because in this intimate pastime, there can be no cowherd boys. It's only the gopis. Um, so, there are so many levels of entrance into the dawn. So many levels. And we're just scratching the surface. You know. Um, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, this ocean of, of pure love. And to dive deep into that pure ocean of love. We are just just testing the water, just testing the water. But we are meant to, to go deep, um, and, and so we just continue to hear, to chant, and, and, and with the impetus of Vrindavan, it just automatically our, uh, what shall I say, our experiences, gains depth. Now, we could have also met in the uh, Balaram Hall and have the AC on, and it would have been more comfortable, I admit, and I, uh, it would have been less tiring, um, because I found it a little tiring yesterday, I must say. First I thought, I'm fine. Then I came home, and then, I was somewhere else. Um, therefore, today I thought I'll only go to Prem Sarovar. That's it. 
Anjanoka is a is a lovely place, and it's basically the story of a temple, and there is a stone. It is a black stone, and from that stone you can take what is called kajal, and kajal is this black eyeliner, right, that goes around the eyes, and this kajal, you know, they take scrape the stone with a piece of metal or something, a bit of pen or a piece of wood, whatever they scrape it with, and then apply the makeup. And of course, due to being overwhelmed with symptoms of love of God, the gopis put kajal only on one eye and things like that, forgot the other eye, or it said they were the upper part of the cloth of their clothes at the bottom and the bottom part on the top. And when the gopis, how that looks, I don't know. <laughs> but certainly uh, some were very, somewhere else, not completely able to, so overwhelmed by their love of God. Um, really not concerned with the affairs of this world. Mm. So, um, yeah, here there's water and there were boys swimming before and now they're going, but definitely our boys are going to swim, I know. And of course for the ladies, yeah, sometimes ladies go in in saris and all that in Vrindavan, they do. And if they do, they, they do it on the other side, they're in hiding. But uh, it's all a little complicated. One lady told me, if you go with a sari in the water, it feels like you're drowning. <laughs> I never tried it. <laughs> but the boys will swim. Um, so then we'll carry on with some kirtan and some of the other kirtan leaders will lead a bit as Abai who leads really nice and there's there's Kirtan in his family and his two brothers also sing and he sings and they drum and they play harmonium they do everything and they're, they're nice <laughs> what can I say they're all three really nice I'm not sure who's the nicest but Abai is here, so today he's the nicest. <laughs> That's obvious. <laughs> then there's Balaram from Johannesburg. He's a pretty good kirtan leader. And there's Sadat Bihari. I don't know if he's from Mauritius or Vrindavan. Depends on him. But more and more from Vrindavan. And, and so on. So they will lead Kirtan for a while, while others uh, will probably jump in the water. And uh, I wish you well. I'll stay the Kirtan. But I can't sing anymore today, that's for sure. <clears throat> Not even sure about tomorrow. So thank you. <laughs> Very good. Or, or, or. Sirf, tin. 
That's Shindon. How nice. I don't know, but in our local swimming pool, that never happened. Okay. So let us, uh, those who go in the water, they're fortunate. Those who put the water on their head are fortunate. Those who immerse themselves in the kirtan are fortunate. Um, those who have a little snack in between are fortunate. Everyone is fortunate. That is the amazing thing. No one misses out. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, Hare Krishna. Prem Sarvar Ki Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.